It's the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Brad Oman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Lauks. And here's the podcast. Howdy, howdy, guys. Little Good Brit- to see you. We started off a little British there. Oh, it's 2023, isn't it? <laughs> and we're here doing our SNL podcast. All right, all, all right. All right, governor. Who's got a quid for me opinion, eh? It's a, it's a, a sticky wicket. Oh, this wicket's all <laughs> sticky with honey. <laughs> Ten wickets to one. Oh, tea time. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. That, that was, Welcome to the 10 to 1 podcast. <laughs> We like to talk about Saturday Night Live here. We have been uh, reviewing new episodes and recapping them uh, for about a year and a half now. We started with season 47, and now we're in the middle of season 48, the first episode of 2023, uh, and it is hosted by Aubrey Plaza, actress who made a name for herself on Parks and Recreation, uh, has since turned into quite the versatile actress. Uh, she's gotten some acclaim recently for uh, an indie movie called Emily the Criminal. Did you she- see that? Yes, and it's very good. She's very good in it as well. Uh, and she was also made waves recently because she was part of the cast of the second season of uh, The White Lotus Which I loved. on HBO. Did you so watch the- I haven't watched that yet. Okay. Did you watch the first season? No, I haven't watched any of it yet. Okay, it's great. So yeah, Aubrey Plaza is uh, hosting for her first time, but this isn't her first brush with Saturday Night Live, uh, as she talks about in her monologue. Uh, not only was she uh, part of the famous NBC Page program, but she did work as an intern for SNL for a year, working in the set design department. So- uh, yeah, there's actually even uh, at least one sketch where you can see her as an yeah. uncredited extra during a Target Lady sketch with Kristen Wiig back in the day. Yeah, it's, Conan O'Brien has a couple of these as well, where he's in the background of a sketch because mm-hmm. I think they just ask or or maybe tell, tell. hey, we we need You're 20, we need in. twenty people yeah. to be in this, you know, background. in a in a uh, similar tangent. Actually, uh, in one of my Thirty Rock re- rewatches, you can see Aubrey Plaza uh, as a background character in one, an early episode before she was even on Parks and. I also love as a page. Uh, I don't remember if actually now I'm not, I'm forgetting if she was a page or if she was just a, a background in one of the scenes. Okay. I also love that like uh, you know Aubrey Plaza is like oh I you know I was part of the page program, and then we're like back in the day when Kristen Wiig was the target lady, not like. I'm expecting to be like 1977 <laughs> yeah. when I used to work here. These days, it's we're Chevy old. Chase yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. He yeah. was a dick, you know. But now it's like. This is 10 years ago. Well, as the the viral, uh, I don't know if it's a Facebook post or a tweet or whatever that I saw said, if Austin Powers were made today, it would be about a spy who worked in 1993. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's nuts. Boy, Put that in your nuts. pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah, it is nuts. Uh, so, yeah, Saturday Night Live, first episode of 2023, kicking off with Aubrey Plaza. And how did the cold open go, Nate? Uh, so Cold Open was NFL on Fox Cold Open, which was the number one trending video on YouTube today. So apparently people... People enjoyed watching it. Written by Colin Jost and Streeter Seidel. Fox Sports hosts uh, Keenan Thompson, Mikey Day, James Austin Johnson, Devin Walker, and Molly Carney. Interview representative George Santos, played by Bowen Yang. Bowen Yang is going to be busy. As long as George Santos is in Congress, Bowen Yang is going to have a lot to do. And I'm torn because, man, it would be great to see him keep doing this character, but it would be also be great if George Santos got the <laughs> fuck out of Congress. Jesus Christ. This was interesting. It wasn't a necessarily a political cold opening, but it was. I mean, you brought George Santos in there. It was it, a, it's it, weird. It, it was kind of weird. Um, it felt very shoehorned to put him. I mean, and I don't have a problem with Boning as this is actually that's great. But there was one vibe going on. And then they, they did, I was like, oh, cool, no political, oh, shit, they did it. Okay, wow, weird. But at the same time, I don't know, I, I think I liked the way they did this political 
uh, bit better than most of what they normally do for the cold open because they put a, a more fun spin on it. Do, at the same time, it, it didn't. This particular version of it didn't work very well, and I think a big part of it was, first of all, they had some technical issues, obviously, in the control room because they mm-hmm. had some cuts at the wrong time. Uh, but second of all, the the timing of the delivery just felt off throughout the sketch. Molly Mike, Carney was Mike, especially not on her game. No, for this Mikey one. Day was kind of pausing a lot, waiting for like uh, something that never came. Yeah, it was. So it was really missed a line or something. Yeah, between this and we'll get to it in a second, the the timing of some of the stuff in the monologue, it kind of like set the stage for like a really stilted and like yeah disjointed where like it was both a matter of like timing and poor delivery where like it it genuinely caused jokes some jokes to go flat and then there was also just some jokes that were flat not good jokes yeah yeah. it's it's weird for me with the george santos things because typically what what i like is when they take something that is funny or weird or odd from a, a person a real life person and then they they push it to the absurd well, everything in George Santos's life is already absurd, right? And yeah. so when you the lies that they were saying, I'm like, well, that could be a real lie that George Santos told, right? And so it's it's for me, it's hard to be funny then because it's like, oh no, that that that, that very well could and have been a we can, thing. We can talk about this a little bit more, but uh, the well, I'm I'm jumping slightly ahead here. The the uh, Miss Universe sketch yeah. is clearly based on what really happened, and I I hadn't seen any of the things online, so Bailey and I saw that sketch and we didn't understand it. Much like uh, if you don't know what's going on in, in politics, it, it feels like, okay, this is shoehorned in a little bit. Uh, I, I don't understand if if um, if you don't really know what's going on in, in po- the political sphere, y- you wouldn't know that some of that stuff is not made. Like, again, it's this is so true to life. You know, a yeah, lot of, it, it, it a was lot of absurd what he, said, what he was saying, but most of it could have been true. Was it, was some it, of the was it really uh, something that actually happened and they're yeah. just repeating it? Yeah. Or is it actually made up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. I, the premise, I think, Brad, you you had mentioned that the premise wasn't a bad premise to do a cold open. Then the there was just again sometimes everything works fine, the jokes are fine. It just doesn't Here, hit here's the a way weird it one. should. They cut over and said, so like, you know, hey, uh, blah blah blah. You know, Terry Bradshaw, we should have somebody comb your hair. And his hair wasn't messy. His hair was fine. Yeah. So I didn't understand look that. Like, look like Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the? Like, I thought that maybe they were going to cut away. Yeah. And then it's going to be sticking exactly. out everywhere. Yeah. So, what is that's the kind of stuff I don't get. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Moving on, Aubrey Plaza's monologue, uh, which again was number five on YouTube trending, written by Neil Casey, Mike Desenzo, Jake Norwin, with an assist from Rosebud Baker. First time host, Aubrey Plaza talks about her demeanor. How she's beaten President Biden as the most famous Delawarean. Delawarean? Yeah, including a pre-taped message from the president, which I've got a quiz for you about this, and a, a tour of the stage, cameo by former SNL cast member and Plaza's Parks and Rec co-star Amy Poehler. I want to ask you guys a question. This is from the SNL Network on Twitter. I encourage you to follow the SNL Network. They're a great Twitter follow. President Biden's appearance marks the first time since 1976 that a sitting president appeared on SNL. Who was that president in 1976? That would be Richard M. Nixon. I'm going to say Jimmy Carter. Well, they, the people come to us for our hot takes on SNL, not history. It was Gerald Ford. All right. <laughs> Gerald Ford. <laughs> Gerald Ford. <laughs> All right. I will so, say, okay, so again, because of the blending of uh, things that happen in the real world and then parody – I thought that maybe that Joe Biden thing wasn't specifically for SNL. I just thought it was something like a pre-tape. He did something 
like you know, yeah, maybe in yeah. a speech, oh. and they just cut it. So that was literally taped for SNL. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah, as far as I can I tell. So, yeah. yeah, I thought he was. That's like part of a longer speech he was giving about like and a joke maybe about like oh the the famous famous Delaware person, and they just took that for SNL. No, and and also it it, it wasn't all that funny. I mean, it was no, it, it was, was interesting to see George, Joe Biden. Yeah, it was kind of just a funny random yeah, thing. Yeah, a random thing. But, but again, it, it's like the, the whole thing the, about White Lotus. We're was blending great, but. reality so much now, and they're they're doing these hot takes that are just repeating the real world. That again, I didn't get that necessarily because I'm like, oh, that's probably taken from something. Oh no, wait, that's for us. No, holy shit, yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Good for yeah. him. I do love. I do love. Just because I'm such. Am a, I just dumb, guys? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, here and there. Thanks for your honesty. Honestly, <laughs> as an SNL fan, though, I do Nate, always love. Uh, uh, oh, Nate, uh, you didn't really. You know, I, I don't normally don't he, ask normally, questions no. you don't want to know the answer to. Normally, when Brad says something kind of truthful and mean. Nate will say like, "Oh, buddy, hey, no." But did you notice I was trying to move on? Very you were quickly. no, exactly. And, and again, that's the that's the I more mean, concerning part. I love you, not because of your massive brain. Whoa, um, okay, I'm learning a lot today. But okay, moving on. Please, on, on, please. On, <laughs> on, Can we uh, please on, move on? On monologues, I always love it when they show backstage stuff. That is oh, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and SNL on their. Twitter page and their YouTube page did this thing this week. I don't know if they've ever done it before. It's sponsored by T-Mobile, where they actually start streaming. I don't know if you guys watch this. They start streaming like four minutes before the show starts. Oh. And so it's really interesting. I mean, it is a busy stage yeah. in a busy like set up until 15 seconds before sure. they go live. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're moving stuff. They're, it now, is chaotic. It used to be that you had uh, Abraham Lincoln with the llama. And the Rockettes in the back. Yeah, nobody place. saw those, I don't think. Um, no, I mean like back in the day, right? I know, yeah, no, but people and were complaining about that. The llama has passed on. That just happened. Is that true? I'm not joking. I think I read like last year the llama actually passed on. I mean, there's other llamas they can get, right? I mean, I don't know. I think that, I'm going to have to, sorry, listeners, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to look this up, but I'm pretty sure a very long-standing member of that backstage thing had passed on whether or not it was the actor that played Abe Lincoln yeah. <laughs> or the llama. <laughs> But something, and we saw only the two rockets or, or the uh, you know dancers tonight, not Abraham Lincoln and the llama. They've been doing uh, some assorted uh, behind the scenes stuff th- during the season because they've also been doing like uh, time yeah. time lapses. Of, I love of certain like building sets for yep. sketches and things like As that. And social media stuff is is getting better and better. Yeah, they're, they're, they're smart to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to engage your listeners. Like, like I'm making a lot on our YouTube page, and that's you know it's getting <laughs> traction. But so it's the 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 backstage tour of SNL is uh, uh, an infrequent but recurring yeah. thing that that uh, hosts have done. I, I took that tour, by the way. The, have you really been there? Yep. The real tour? Yep. Oh, really? That's I cool. I told you about that. You forgot? That's cool. Uh, you get to go sit in the seats. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We, I I've heard it's, when you're in it's there, it seems it's a tiny. lot smaller. It's than tiny. Yep. Yeah, it's I mean, tiny. guys, it's tiny. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to describe how, how small and what they the magic they work at. Also, packed to the gills in that place with storage. Mm-hmm. The rafters, the walls, everything has, you know, they don't want to throw anything away because they know they're going to need it. Now, we, we've heard through the rumor mill that Lauren's a big fan of this podcast. So, Lauren, if you want to get us tickets, we would love to come see you, and then we will do a it's podcast with you. The, so. it's, you know what? It's the only thing left on my bucket list, and not because I've done a lot of things, but I've just limited my bucket list. Yeah. So, this monologue, uh, I didn't think was particularly great. And I part of it is because, and, and she addressed this in her monologue, is that she has a voice where even when she is saying something sincere, she sounds sarcastic. Yeah, I agree. And her real life delivery, it is missing something that makes her sound sincere, even when she is <laughs> yeah. being sincere. She, so when a she sociopath. Was, so when she was doing this whole tour, I was like, this sounds like she's faking everything. She hates yeah. this right now. Yeah, yeah. like this is, this is awkward. Like, Dreams do come true. 
<laughs> and on top don't of, believe it <laughs> on top of that there just was some really bad jokes sprinkled throughout like that skeleton bit with that hidden closet I, 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 I wow took note, i took a note there i'm like that was a terrible dead silence <laughs> so and she looked into the closet looked at camera and kind of thought for a second that was that was um the keenan stuff made me laugh in that uh, oh yeah I looked it he's up. been there so long that Keenan actually was yeah. there when she was. No, no, I'm, I'm waiting for it since 2004. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's it just felt very awkward. I I didn't really enjoy it that much. I mean, so I did, a, I did like at least I think that you know that there were other pages in the sketch and the and the actual set building crew was there. Of course, she, the, and those are real pages. Yeah, yeah. Are fake pages, and I do like that because she came from that world. She definitely wanted to you know have that be part of it, and I, that's very sweet. Even though it's not super funny. I still liked it. Shout out to the set designers that were there. Yeah. Akira Yoshimura, uh, Keith Raywood, and Joe DiTullio, um, who have been there, I think, for years and yeah. years yeah. and years. And he calls so. it the wrong name on purpose, and he's not an actor, so just the delivery wasn't great, but like, it's, of course, it's awesome. Yeah. Moving on, Miss Universe, uh, written by Mike Desenzo, Chloe Feynman, Heidi Gardner, Jake Norwin, and, and Sierra O'Sullivan. Uh, if you like me, watch the sketch, but you didn't oh, know let, the, let me get through the, the description real on. quick. All right, the Miss Universe contestants played by Heidi Gardner and Ego Nawodum, Chloe Feynman, Punky Johnson, Sarah Sherman, Molly Carney, Audrey Plaza scream all of their bizarre answers, much to the chagrin of the host, Keenan Thompson, cameos by the Property Brothers and Tony Hawk. Ben, get on with it because I think you're you're going to make a good point here. Like me, if you have not seen the source material, you're not going to understand the sketch. If you've seen the source material, you're at least going to understand it. You might not still think it's funny because even after seeing it, uh, online and, and what this was based on, it wasn't the best sketch ever. However, at least I understood it. But this is such a small pocket of the internet that they were focused on. I'm not sure that, you know, 50% of America, 60%, 75% have not seen what this is based on. So is it worth it to do this? Well, the video went viral and SNL has done a lot of sketches based on stuff that has gone viral online. And I'm saying, like, is that smart? I mean, it's not bad because especially nowadays when SN most of SNL's like large viewing numbers come from YouTube like that's their audience now essentially you know like that's who they're really going for like SNL has always gone uh for the younger demographic sure uh and even though there are older people who watch it like they're hitting their sweet spot with it and honestly I think that even even like someone like you even not seeing it the sketch still does have a funny presence because of what they're doing. I liked this sketch personally. I thought it was pretty good, even though it was a one-note joke. I felt like the variation between how they yelled, what they yelled, and how fast-paced it was, and especially that I'm so glad it was only like a three-minute, twenty-minute, three-minute, mm. twenty-second sketch because they didn't overstay its welcome. They kept it going really fast, uh, and it was funny enough, and everyone was good enough at what they were doing that like I I was okay with it. After seeing the actual clip online, uh, the the Albert Plaza as as France. Freaking nailed it! I mean, it's exactly yeah. what it sounded like. It was horrible, but everyone else was so funny too. Like I, Chloe Feynman doing no, Albania was, was funny. Yeah, it was Molly Carney. Oh my god, when she said "dead, dead." <laughs> Sorry, did, did you say "dead"? Skydiving accident, sir. <laughs> what? Yeah, and then and then the callback to the skydiving thing. Like, yeah, that's what she's gonna do for her talent. Yeah, portion. so good. That's funny. And the, that's well, funny. I don't know why you guys are, thought you needed to say your talents. <laughs> yeah, why would you do that? Also, I will say. Something might be going on with the uh, hair and makeup department. This was the second time that I looked at Keenan Thompson's forehead, like 
is nobody blending anymore? Like in in, <laughs> in the in the NFL one, you can see oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the dark yeah. line on his forehead, yeah. and in this one too, guys, blend it a little bit more. Just um, if you're listening, Bo and Yang had the same thing with the uh, I think it was yeah. in the weekend update. They got a new George, blender, uh, a new forehead <laughs> blender <laughs> at the show. There was some issues there. All right, moving on. Pre-tape, The Black Lotus, written by Neil Casey, Egono Odom, and Brian Tucker. The staff, played by Egono Odom, Keenan Thompson, Punky Johnson, uh, with Jennifer Coolidge, played by Chloe Feynman. They finally got that Jennifer Coolidge in there. Oh, finally. Uh, as well as a cast of characters, Aubrey Plaza, Devin Walker, Michael Longfellow, Sarah Sherman, Heidi Gardner, Marcelo Hernandez, and Andrew Dispukes, Bo and Yang. Um, redo some of the... Uh, White Lotus stuff under the premise of Black Lotus, played by black characters. I am a fan of the White Lotus. I've seen all of the episodes. So this hit me. This was great. They actually take like direct stuff from the show. So if you're a fan of this show, you, you've got everything that they were doing. You two don't watch Never White even, Lotus. I don't even know the premises of White Lotus. Was it funny to you still? Yeah. There, yes. So, yeah. So for me, I mean, for me, it, it, it worked fine. Uh, but I didn't. It didn't work for me perfectly. Not because I haven't seen the show, because I I know what the show is about. I, I get the vibe of it, and I knew and I knew they were recreating stuff from the show. For me, I just felt like it went on too long, and it was like it was the same, the same thing joke, over yeah. and over again. Like I I get it, especially when it comes to the bumpers. They just kept. Like, I feel like they did a thesaurus search for foolishness and they kept finding synonyms for that and they were putting it in. It's like, oh, but they're not putting any more of this nonsense. Uh, they're, not, they're not messing around right here. And so like, fine, I get it. Cut the sketch by like a minute and like, let's get out of here because it, I felt like it overstayed its welcome. I, I appreciated the concept and it was an amusing premise, but it just went on for too long. They, they still have the same issue where I really do feel like they're pot committed and they've got the sunk cost with set design when they do the pre-tapes. There's so much that goes into building this entire set and everything. They're like, we need to have this go on for longer so we get the value out of how long this took to put on. I, I, I see it over and over again. This is a pre-tape, so I assume they did this on on you know on location somewhere, right? Because this was looked like it, it was at an actual hotel. Yeah, yeah they, so they're like, we can't waste this opportunity. We've yeah. got all we've got all this to play with, so let's keep going. And it's like you don't need to. I actually really liked this one um, because, again, I am a fan of the White Lotus, but I, I really love the show. Aubrey Plaza is great in this. Um, and and, Aubrey and it did go long, but every time it went long, it was because it was taking a shot for shot scene from the White Lotus. Gotcha. So as a fan of the show, it was like, oh, they're going to put this in. They're going to throw this you in. You know what? And, and again, if you watch the show yep. and, and you So I get, though, why. And they probably could have, even for me, could have ended it a little bit earlier. But, um, uh, you know, and but if they're having get fun with Ego, the show, yeah, no, anytime you get Ego and Keenan in there doing their thing, it's funny to me. All right, moving on. The next sketch was Taboo, written by Mikey Day and Schroeder Seidel. A couple, played by Aubrey Plaza and Mikey Day, list all of the toxic things about each other with Keenan Thompson, Ego Nwodum, Heidi Gardner, Michael Longfellow as the couple's friends. Do you guys like couples game nights as a whole? Yes, but we don't play them like every episode of SNL that's ever had a couples game night type thing. It's always the couples on a team, and we never do that when we play game night. It's always we just make random teams with our and friends. And it's not always couples either. Well, yeah. yeah, it's just like, and so I do love game nights. Uh, <laughs> I really do. Yeah. But it's not, it's never Bailey and I versus, you know, Brad and Brittany or anything like that. It's just a fun thing. I uh, like Taboo. I like catchphrase. I like playing all these games. This sketch to me was very good. I really, really like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I loved this sketch. Yeah. I mean, um, it was like the, the enthusiasm that kept going between Aubrey Monday Plaza and Plaza. was the MVP of this sketch for sure. Yeah. She was incredible. It, it was it was just so funny. Just the the 
because every punchline, even though like it's it's a one note premise essentially, but it's the creativity behind like how they describe what they're yeah. saying and like how outlandish it is and how just 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 twisted and and weird it and is. This is also something that is just logistical that makes it uh, better for me. Is that they position Michael Longfellow to the right? Yep. And then so they had the person reading, looking at that way, which on the cue cards obviously. But to me, in my head, I was able to connect. Oh, the person isn't looking up to read the cue cards; they're looking at the time. Okay, and they're back and forth. Like so, like it's still yeah. in it. Grounded, Good point. I didn't think about that. I it grounded the sketch to me. It, like, it, oh, it's okay. You're just looking at the time. Yeah. And so, so it didn't take me out of it that, as much. It did take me out of it. It bothered me actually. You know, you've never looked at the timer when you're playing a game date? Uh, no, but what bothered me is uh, actually the whole episode. I thought uh, again, as much as I love Aubrey Plaza, because I really do. We've had a couple episodes now this season with some hosts. That have done a great job of, I think, knowing the material. Like almost, you don't even need to read the cue cards. And I felt Aubrey again, maybe because she was nervous, maybe because of the the moment was big for her because she has that history with SNL, was tied to the cue cards more than most of the other hosts this season. And I actually noticed it. Um, it and is- this this sketch, I noticed it because she seemed to be looking there. Now you're right. Um, I think the whole idea was. If she's looking that way, it looks like she's looking at Michael Longfellow. I, I mean, that's probably a little bit of it. That's maybe something to, uh, but that's good blocking, staging, whatever you want to call yep. it. That's a good idea. Also, when they had to switch to like Mikey Day, okay, it's my turn now, and I'm going to look at the guy with the timer. Like so again, but there I'm was a couple of jokes that, that I thought because she was reading them almost missed because her timing wasn't perfect in there. It wasn't um, great. Also, though, I I will say, but I I love this sketch. But I the, I don't. So again, that I, was my I, only I'm complaint. Gonna, I'm going to disagree. Because I feel like the the unhinged nature of her character in the sketch really saved it because it was like even though you're kind of fumbling for the right words, it was because she was so excited sexually or whatever. She was I did, I did, and I I and I, it, it works for the character. Yeah, and, so, and, and it's kind of how you get when you're playing taboo anyway. So like it this it didn't bother me. And you're wrong, mate. And I feel like because okay. she wrong, she didn't, she didn't really have any issues as far as like flubbing lines or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. It and, wasn't and so that. so I don't mind if you can catch them looking at cue cards as long as they're not fucking up the delivery or like sure. ru- ruining the sketch. Uh, uh, what, what was it? Do me on this ugly couch. Yeah, it's a great line. Also, like choke me. Yeah, like just these random little things were great, right? Yeah, they were awesome. I, I love the sketch. And yeah, again, like uh, what, what did what did he what did he throw? She throw at you, the dog. Oh, our dog. Wait. <laughs> Why were you on fire? Oh, we were crazy. We were in our thirties. There's just a lot. This is a very well. Who wrote this? Uh, this was written by Mikey Day and Shooter Seno. Yeah, this is brilliant writing. All right, moving on. The I will give you a spoiler alert. My least favorite sketch of the night: morning announcements written by Mike Desenzo and Jake Norwin. Two nuns played by Aubrey Plaza and Molly Carney deliver a school's morning announcements with help from students Andrew Smukes, Marcelo Hernandez, and Sarah Sherman. This just never, for me, found its its like I I understood where the humor was supposed to lie. It never found it for me, though. Aubrey Plaza was really funny in this sketch. I liked what she was doing, and she made me laugh. But Molly Carney, they were really off their game for this sketch. They kept having stilted delivery and like felt like flubbing lines, and they just really lost the rhythm of the sketch. It kept ruining every single time for me. And Every time it got on track, it, yeah. it, they really did kind of take me out of it. But again, this the premise here 
And it, it should have been a really great sketch. It, it, honestly, it, it almost felt like a, a throwback sketch to like the 90s, I felt yeah. like. I feel like I Is that just because of Mary Catherine Gallagher, though? A little bit, but also because they haven't really done like, it also had like an NPR vibe to it, too, because yeah. they're doing like a kind of like a radio show. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It, but yeah, the, the delivery and timing was was all, way off, especially just, the ending with the Star Wars Born stuff. I was like, what the fuck yeah, are that, you guys that's doing? That's what I'm saying. Is it just seemed disjointed. It seemed like the nuts and bolts were there to be a good sketch. Yeah. It just seemed disjointed. It didn't seem like the students brought much to it. No, like, there was no reason. Th- for I did. That. I did like Sarah Sherman's little interjections, but like it didn't. It wasn't anything to save the sketch. Yeah, they were fine, but but even her like Aubrey so, Plaza's character dying. Yeah, and be, there's no heaven. Yeah, and now I'm gonna start doing some yep. weird shit with my life. Should That's a funny been, premise. That, that is a funny been the premise. direction. Yep. and they should have leaned so hard into that for sure. I'm gonna start smoking crap like. Like literally, I, I yeah. should have been going crazy yeah. with that. That is a harsh realization as a nun, right? Yeah. So play that up. Yes. Right? <laughs> so again, who wrote this? Um, this was written by Mike Desenzo and Jake Norman. So I'm sure, like, this is one of those things where the the writing staff writes it, and then they watch it and they go, "God damn it!" You know, it, it could have been so much better if the delivery was better. Yeah. And again, it's a good time for us to say we're idiots. We don't know anything. These I writers know are everything all smarter no. than us. But we, we do enjoy. We've watched so much SNL. We do enjoy uh, the the art of critique of them. But we also are humble enough oh to know God, that yeah. we're idiots. No, no. All right. Pre-tape Megan 2.0. Um, if you listen to our other podcast, <laughs> Go Flix Yourself, you know that we've talked about the movie Megan. Um, and I hope you go to goflixyourselfpod.com and listen to that as well. But and Bradford Omen um, had called the sequel well Brad before they announced it. it. We talked about the sequel and the threequel. Written by Chloe exactly. Feynman, Jimmy Fowley, Jake Norwin, and Sierra O'Sullivan. Uh, Aubrey Plaza is Megan 2.0 with Chloe Feynman as Megan 1.0. Uh, Keenan Thompson, Michael Longfellow, and Bowen Yang play different characters. There's a cameo. There's a lot of cameos, by the way, this episode. There's just a ton of them. Yes. By Allison Williams, um, who stars in Megan. What did you guys think of this? It's just a pre-tape, so they got to do some fun things with you know design and these kind of things. It was a lot of fun. I, before the sketch, I had not become aware that Megan actually has become kind of a, a, fa- I, I didn't know a fast either. gay icon, kind of like the Babadook became a gay icon. I didn't know that either. I didn't yeah. know that either. Yeah. <laughs> they became- I, I need to get better at my gay culture. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but and it was very funny too, putting you know the Megans inside of a gay club and the way Bowen Yang was reacting to him was, was hilarious. And then what's her name? Allison Williams comes in like and is terrified, but then it's Oh wait a yeah. minute! Oh no! And she like flips her hair back, like, "Oh yeah, no, I wasn't that." Hey, you were in Girls. <laughs> you I got your it. ass eaten yeah. on that show. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're an ally, girl. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, she did get her ass eaten on that show. I, I, I assumed that was factual. Yes, and they show it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's for another podcast. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm watching the girls watch show. I don't know what you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, this sketch, costume design. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Talk about turning somebody into like spot on, mm-hmm. right? Wow. It almost looked like a Heidi Klum uh, uh, Halloween costume. <laughs> you know, it really well done. It, it was great. There was such a great turn of this. You know, it, they found the right humor for this. You know, <laughs> it was wonderful. She says I really homo, love this and then she has to shut her down. Yep. And then the sassy one gets to say it again, and everyone's like, yeah, you yeah, said you it. You get to say yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. Because yep. you're in LA. All right, moving on. Weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. A weekend update anchors. Colin Jost and Michael Che tackle the week's biggest news, like Joe Biden and Donald Trump's classified document scandals. 
And ever and whatever happened to the Staten Island Ferry? And a hundred and eighteen year old nun dying. So each episode uh, for our listeners, oh, yeah, you know yeah. this. Uh, Brad Froman has something inside of him that lives deep inside of his heart that he knows whether or not Michael Che and Colin Jost had the appropriate, appropriate level yeah, of banter. Yeah, bromance banter. You know, love for each Back other and in that forth. episode. Playfulness. Um, yeah. And Ben and I get to kind of guess whether or not he's going to say they did. Um, and I've what's, over the what's your, over the what's your guess over the season and a half we've been doing this. I think I have Brad kind of nailed. We got, I got you know what, we got a pretty good Bradometer on this one. I'm going to say yes. Me too. Because I felt like they did. Now overall, like, is this the most connection they've ever had, or is this no, not the most they've ever had, but probably but the most is, they've had this season. And this I'm is also say. probably like if there's a barometer, a Bradometer from zero to hundred, and hundred is the most they've ever had. I'm going to rate this about a sixty-five to seventy. That's a, I think that's a fair. I wouldn't even say even seventy. Yeah. All right. Now we're so going to we're going to run it over right, Brad. Brad, Brad uh, tell us how right or wrong on we your, are on your Bradometer from a zero to hundred. I would say it's probably a little bit higher even. Whoa! Did yeah. you say we're right the we most mid, this yeah. season? Mid- yeah. Mid- yeah. This is this is definitely one of the like the the best like moments as far as like their their banter and like laughing at each other's jokes and even laughing at their own jokes. That they were having fun. They were having a lot of fun. They like wait the most fun probably. How they, much they've fun had this were they season. having? Uh, they were having more fun than, than a, a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> the for me the the jokes for we the regular portion of Weekend Update combined with who they had at the desk for guests yep. made Weekend Update the best part of the entire wow, episode. Wow, right? For sure. Just just honestly a wow factor. Yeah, it there, was incredible. There was some great jokes in here though. The one Michael the, Che has the best delivery and then the best reaction to the audience. Because he doesn't yeah. care. He doesn't care and he wants the groans. It's and I love a since, comedian that wants the groans. Since Norm MacDonald, I haven't seen a Weekend Update anchor revel in a joke not getting getting all instead of a laugh. And, and again, we don't know if this is our last season. Maybe they'll keep on going. Who knows? Maybe they'll go to 50. I don't know. But it does seem like each season now. He's getting looser he's with getting it. He's getting looser, <laughs> he looser and he just and I loves it. And I am here. Uh, for it, yeah, yeah, I am as well. Great stuff all around. From uh, I, I love the. <laughs> there was one joke about uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump's uh, the doc, the classified, classified documents, documents yeah. and he brings in the Hillary Clinton thing. Yeah. Um, and he- the Biden classified document scandal and the Trump classified document scandal are very different, but they do share one big thing in common. They both make Hillary Clinton want to blow her goddamn brains out. <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. It was because a it funny was so joke. delivered. It's so but, her, but her emails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, but his delivery on that is yeah, fantastic. Um, and again, uh, some great bits in this as well. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to those. Weekend updates. Uh, Colin Joseph interviews Representative George Santos, written by Allison Gates, Ken Sublet, and Bowen Yang. Representative George Santos, again, played by Bowen Yang. Second time played by Bowen Yang in this um, episode. Stops by Weekend Update to address and I allegations. I would posit the better of the two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. That he's lied about key details of his life. See, this is where I wanted. This yes. is what. This is how I wanted them. I knew they were going to bring George Santos, right? A, it's a New York-centric show. George Santos is a New York representative. But also, he's just so, like, you got a, you got a person in the cast yep. that can, ap- it kind of looks like him. You know, yeah. you can you can make that connection. And you you could really chew it, just ripe for comedy. Yep. Yeah, um, and just I thought big, the way they piece of shit. did this, <laughs> but the way they did this was great. And this this was the comedy part about it, right? They went absurd in every element. They just took it to 
10, the end right? Level, yeah. I thought it was wonderful. I love this. Uh, Bo and Yang's probably going to be doing this character until George more times. Santos goes to jail. <laughs> and he, even, even yeah, right. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I'm still so optimistic. It could. <laughs> I, my, I think my favorite part was uh, he got the call from Madonna initially <laughs> and, then, and then pick up the COVID test. Hello? Yeah, Madonna. <laughs> I'm not lying, okay? They made me take a lie detector test before I came in here. Look. That is a COVID test. Hold on. Madonna's calling me. <laughs> She's calling you on the COVID test, George. This has to stop. You have to stop lying. I was half expecting uh, Jost to be like, "That's positive." <laughs> Bone Yang is is fantastic Perfect. as him, and just man, he is so comfortable. Uh, uh, you know, I won't say he's grown because he's always been really solid, but he, yeah. I feel like he's. Such a, like he, what a perfect cast member. I think some people complain complain about him because they think he's always playing some variation of the same character, and I think that that can be true. But I honestly think that there is a a subtle differentiation between the kinds of uh, gay characters that he plays because he does play a lot of gay characters. But the the there's a certain level and like style of flamboyancy that he does that differentiates them, and it's like you have to really be paying attention and keyed into it because like you hear him talk and you think it's the same, but like there are there's there's like there's shades, you know, different would, shades of it. I would it, say it's, it for me that shows an ignorance of also gay culture. I was gonna yeah. say you know. You know I think the same criticism could be made, though, if they wanted to, of a lot of the cast members. Yeah, Keenan sure. Thompson. Chris Farley. Yep, uh, Chris Farley. No. Um, and so, Never. Again, and when they do it well, we want it. We it's talk all the time yeah, about, you get we want Keenan to do Keenan stuff and Keenan uh, sketches, yeah. right? You you just, and you know what you're going to get and you laugh still because that's that's the formula that works. So I think that's a, that's a, that's it's an not unfounded a fair, it's not a unfair fair criticism. critique of uh, Bo and Yang, who is great. All right, moving on, we can update Bit, April Ludgate and Leslie Nope on Working for the Government, written by Neil Casey, Amy Poehler, and Celeste a local government employees, April Ludgate, played by Aubrey Plaza, and Leslie Nope, played by Amy Poehler. Stop by Weekend Update to discuss Working for the Government as a fan, a loyal fan of Parks and Rec. I loved every second of this. They yeah. haven't aged Amy Poehler looks great. It's um, scary how much they still look like those characters, though. Like, that's crazy. Like, it just took the hairstyles, and they're back in it. And this didn't serve Aubrey that well. I mean, this wasn't much to do with her character. She didn't have much to do in this um, because I think it was just kind of a, a, an a on-ramp for yeah. to get Amy uh, her own kind of – and she, she ate it up. Of she course. was so great. Yeah. Um, well, I think my favorite part of this is, like – it's it wasn't just an easy nostalgia grab or like just because hey look it's the these characters like they stayed true to the characters yep. and wrote them as if they were appearing on SNL as yep. themselves and like the focus wasn't really them trying to do bits it was mining them for comedy as their characters so like you have April and she's doing the thing where she's just very like whatever about, about everything yeah, challenge Joe's being weird yeah exactly talking about like thirty minutes yeah and then and Leslie Nope comes in she's very enthusiastic like once exactly how Leslie Nope would be if she was on once, SNL once everybody like oh yeah i'm fine but like i want to pick your brain about this yeah like, and especially and i loved loved the detail where like they have her do a joke yep, and she just and she passes over the ones well, like no these, these are too mean. mean these are too mean yeah yep. and then she Which picks one about very leslie no thing yeah just perfect but perfect. yet but yet when she told the joke it made me reminiscent of amy poehler oh, telling at, jokes yeah um, and I do, on I, the weekend I, I don't know that she has ever <laughs> it's a character obviously she doesn't necessarily change her inflection or her delivery of what she does 
as Leslie Nope from Amy Poehler as a person. There obviously is a character, but I felt like she did drop the act slightly and just delivered like Amy Poehler used to on SNL. And I, I really liked that too, because that was the one time where she wasn't necessarily being Leslie Nope. Doing that one joke was Amy Poehler telling a joke. And it I sounded was, like Amy Poehler yeah. did when she was behind the she desk. She really did kind of snap it. And it made me say, oh. I'm ready for an Amy Poehler episode. Um, yes. I don't, I don't know when the last time Let's she hosted. Get, I think yeah. the last time she hosted was when she did it with Tina Fey, right? They, I think they so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Blades, of Glory, episode. Blades of Glory just came out, so <laughs> she should probably host. Uh, I would love to have actually have I'm not joking, her host. I miss her, and I realized that when she I'm was I'm rocking there. one leg. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Favorite character. All right. Moving on. There's a new movie out that's an indie film called Avatar, and they decided to kind of play on this. Never heard of it. Uh, Avatar, written by Heidi Gardner, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall. Uh, Jake Sully, played by Mikey Day, who I think had a... Mikey Day had something this episode. Uh, yeah, he's the 29th cast member of all time to reach 500 sketches. So only 29 cast members of all time. Wow. Have reached 500 sketches. Been in in Mikey Day is that that member. So, Jake Sully, played by Mikey Day, and other Navi, Keenan Thompson, Ego Nwodum, Sarah Sherman, and Devin Walker try to identify the Sky People who have infiltrated their group. I have not seen the latest Avatar, but you didn't need to because yeah. this was silly, and it was great set design. It was a a funny great premise. makeup too. Um, yeah, wonderful costuming. I-, I laughed quite a bit on this one, actually. This it was, was silly enough for me. Yeah, it wasn't the best sketch, but I laughed quite a bit. No, I thought it was really funny, and especially because like it, it feels like they combined like what would have been probably maybe two weaker sketches by themselves. Like you could easily take the 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 quote, you know, uh, butch women from Arizona, and have them in a sketch that has nothing to do with Avatar, but having them <laughs> I, in in a, like they they combined it with the idea of how ridiculous the human uh navi hybrids yeah. look yep. the, the, on the villain side in the movie and so you combine that and you have just this great great sketch that comes together uh because they kind of look like the human navi villains in the uh the sequel that is out in theaters now uh but making them these butch women from arizona adds a whole other level of comedy also there's a, a technical issue with this where her uh, aubrey plaza's ear falls off and they, they cut away and they have to for a minute to like kind of, and it, people start kind of breaking a little bit. Yeah. And that's one of the times where instead of it making it stilted and awkward, it actually improved things because they were now having the time of their lives in the yeah. sketch. Yeah. And one of the things that I, I was it's talking like about. Brennan Gleason's blood stuff happens, right? Where <laughs> you, you, you just kind of, you let it go you and people it, yeah. start having fun. Yep. Yeah. They were, and they were the vaping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Everything they were doing, just they just they had these like they, characters they had them down. nailed down. Um, also, I you know even in that character, still attracted to Heidi Gardner. Actually, <laughs> actually, out. actually, I was gonna say my new sexual preference is Sarah Sherman dressed <laughs> as a Navi. Yeah, I, uh, mine is Keenan Thompson. So <laughs> you guys are so weird. But no, uh, and also one surprising thing and very cool thing to see at the end of the sketch uh, when they do that thing where they pan away and you see the set and everything. Love it. All of this, the, the body light. suits and the makeup was all in orange, and they made them blue with the lighting the light, on yeah. the set, which was crazy cool also uh for a sketch to actually have a twist it's yeah not, it's it was not, a great ending normal, it was a great you know? ending so they actually knew how to end it because it ended up being keenan thompson as the sky person or whatever yeah along with the other whatever but still that's great yeah i i, I really enjoyed this like basketball um, again <laughs> what i enjoy about Jake these still types, you for real would have caught that basketball though <laughs> what i enjoy about these types of sketches is it took so many of the departments at SNL yes. to come together to pull this off. And when it all works out well, 
it's just it's just oh, beautiful. It was a Boom. very and again set design, everything from makeup and hairstyle. I mean, my goodness. Also, um, this is right after Weekend Update. Yep. So. Keenan and the rest of the cast got all the time in the world to get made up. Mm-hmm. And Aubrey Plaza, it, it, they did that to her. How long would that have been? A, a three minute commercial break? It's usually like four or five minutes for the still five minutes. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Moving on. HIV commercial written by Rosebud Baker and Michael Che. A straight man played by Devin Walker is uncomfortable filming an HIV commercial with Aubrey Plaza as the director and Mikey Day and Marcelo Hernandez as two fellow actors. I thought. I don't know if this is true or not, but was this Devin Walker's first real sketch where he was kind of the featured comedic character? Uh, I mean, where he had, where he I, was like the key role. The, yeah, the I feel like that where sure, yeah. it was the one, he was the one bringing the actual premise of the yeah. comedy. Um, Mikey Day had some things there too, but it was really Devin Walker, you know, trying to carry it, the yeah, sketch. Yeah, Devin Walker interacting with the host, right, it, yeah, is yeah. what the, the comedy was. And they did a good job of escalation. It kept yeah. getting worse and worse for him. Which is great, and I like the add the additional like aside of like her always like uh, taking the sh- piss out of Mikey Day's dancing too. Yeah, yeah, that was great. And then also just uh, I do like when sketches have they add something really weird and that they wouldn't need to add, but it does work. Like the hot the salad. hot salad, yeah. it, it worked for me. Like right, there's a, enough going on with the sketch where this shouldn't have been a very good sketch, and I really did laugh a lot about everything in it. Like all the parts kind of work together. Yeah, and especially when uh, uh, Hernandez's character, you know. Just did a normal job, and it, honestly, I saw him like pouring the shots, and it was okay. And she's like, again, crushing it. Yeah. And when it was just kind of not great and normal, it's yeah, it, it worked. Now, Devin Walker in this sketch um, says something, Ben, and I wanted to get your opinion as the elder statesman of this show, and significantly older than Brad and I. Do you know what Cap meant when he said? Yes, <laughs> I have. You know basically quasi nephews that are 15 and 17 and we've had the cap conversation and they let me know that hey when you say no cap you're not lying i will say true to form 41 year old ben he said cap and the audience laughed immediately it took me about two seconds to laugh a lot oh because he's lying is what i yelled all right moving on the last sketch of the night uh the 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 10 to 1 to 1 Film Which no- means nothing anymore. No, it doesn't mean anything. Film noir written by Neil Casey and Celestium. And an old fake black and white film. A woman played by Aubrey Plaza is accused of murdering her 80-year-old husband, James Austin Johnson. By the way, who's made for these sketches? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plays the detective. Sharon Stone cameos as Plaza's character's mother. Sharon Stone was also, I think, in... Um, the second uh, yeah. Sam Smith uh, yeah. thing. Yeah, which was the oddest it thing was, I've ever seen. She was kind of basically like a living statue <laughs> during the performance. So for the first time ever, I watched one of two of... I skip the music every I'm sorry, I do. I usually watch a few seconds, see if I like the me, song. Yeah, me too. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. But I, I have not in the last year... I've done it, Brad. I've watched the first few seconds and then always skipped. Um, the only exception to that is when Lizzo is on. Yeah. And now this one with Sam Smith, the first one, with these because of the visual yeah. of the enormous puffy. I was like, I gotta see what this is. And I'm so glad that I stayed. It was so fun. Yeah. So I will say, uh, musical guest Sam Smith knocked it out of the park. He was fantastic. Yeah. 
I would I wouldn't have seen this if it wasn't for uh, my girlfriend Brittany because she loves Sam Smith and she wanted to see both musical performances in full. So if you if you're some some reason do what we do and skip the musical performance this time go back and at least watch the first one and then just watch the second one just for weird Sharon Stone. Yeah, the second one was a bit strange. It I'm was not really sure. Yeah, yeah. Odd, but but like her perf- well, performance, the, the song was also very like monkish, right? It was. Yeah. Very like yeah, chanty. Very re- religious. And I kept on waiting for like okay, drop the beat now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this, this, that's just the song. Yeah. Like, you know? nope, nope, and then never. you just have Sharon Stone like blossoming out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's funny because you don't even realize it's Sharon Stone until no. like halfway through because no. it's a it's a profile shot of her laying yeah. down and then finally when she turns over and like, you get what? a close-up of her, it's like, oh shit, that's Sharon Stone. Every, every yeah. single person knows it. Is that fucking Sharon Stone? They had to tell everybody, Sharon Stone will be... You can't say is that Which, Sharon Stone out loud, okay? And again, I've got nothing against Sharon Stone, great actress, <laughs> so but she's also strange. had some work done. So I like, I'm like, I, is that Sharon Stone or not? You know, and so. And then the uh, last photo of Aru Plaza in yep. uh, the bumper was her as the actress from uh, Star Sharon Wars, Stone, from Basic Instinct. <laughs> okay, you know what? I was just trying to. All that to say, so the, we talked the, about the noir, Sam Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah. Film noir. What did you guys think of this sketch? I, I don't know. I mean, it was whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's a great role for James Austin Johnson. Uh, they did. I, so this is a who thing didn't where have like, a big role this this no, episode. They, they, they had they had almost nothing to say with this. It's like yeah, there, there's. I can't remember one line from it. I can't remember anything other than like the struggle he gets shot at the end, and it's kind of awkward the way it ends. And then Sharon Stone comes in for big applause. Okay. Yeah, it just kind of just felt like it was there. Yeah. I agree. I think it was uh, just okay. Nothing great. All right. So each episode, if you're listening, we always ask you online as well. So we'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. And, we and YouTube. have a YouTube channel. Yep. Honestly, um, and I, let me just real quick, and don't cut this. Nate, you're doing an excellent job. Like Nate Laux is responsible for these small little uh, clips of the show on YouTube with these, am- like honestly, amazing visuals. Like the Megan thing that you did. That was for other episode, but uh, for other podcasts. Oh, go sorry, I apologize. Yeah, yeah but- let's go. go look. But you're starting to do more and more mm-hmm. with this, and honestly, they're really, really well done, and I, I think you're doing a great job. Yeah. Hey, you have my heart, buddy. Thank All you. Right, sorry. All right. So again, we we'd love to hear from you as well. But we talk each episode about. Uh, who our MVP was, so who we think did the best this episode, but also our favorite sketches. Oftentimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So let's talk a little bit about what our favorite sketches were. Um, actually, before we get there, actually, I, I have a couple things to say about this. What did you think of Aubrey Plaza as a host, as a whole? I thought she was pretty good for the most part. You know, it's uh, she she did a wide variety of things. She fits in easily with the cast. She knows comedy well. Um, I you know I, I was worried because her monologue was so strange, but it's it feels like. It's only weird when she is being herself, which, you know, it sounds... So, that sounds mean, but Yeah, it sounds mean. I don't mean it in a mean way because I, I like Aubrey Plaza. It's just her manner of speaking is It's so is, hard to disassociate. Yes. So, it is. So, uh, but she's great as an actress, uh, and especially when it comes to comedy. So, yeah, I, th- I thought she was really good. Anytime uh, a host just doesn't screw up the lines, because it's hard. You're being thrown into this thing, and you have to read cue cards and be on, you know, hit your mark and look this way, and and remember to stir the yogurt when you're given the line. You know, she did all the things correctly. That being said, uh, it, it wasn't an Oscar Isaac's performance where the character work was out of this world or anything crazy, but she did a serviceable job. And I was in the taboo sketch, she did enough to for me to be like, wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, like, you know, seven, seven and a half out of ten. We have had some 
good hosts, right? Some yeah. great hosts, even. You know, yes. uh, Miles Teller did well. Brendan Gleeson did well uh, this season. Kiki Palmer, uh, Kiki Palmer did grow. Uh, Austin Kiki, Butler, Kiki, right? Kiki Palmer didn't do well. Yeah, she was great. Kiki Palmer was incredible. Yep. Austin Butler, again, all of our bu- Austin Butler fans that have found us on SNL, uh, <laughs> we will not say an ill I'm word so about. I'm so sorry Butler that I said yeah. that the sketch <laughs> with him is with Sarah Sherman as Jewish Elvis it's didn't so, do well. When you compare it to some of those, I don't think she stacks up to there. No, I think she did fine though. I have a hard time with Arby Plaza. I love her as an actress, and I love Parks and Rec. I've got nothing against her, but yeah. Because they, after I, you said that, you know, I'm going to revise it. Three out of ten. And uh, wow. I, She's I terrible. have a hard time. With the same thing you said, taking her seriously sometimes because the the snark level is high. Yeah, and, and I don't think she's trying maybe to give snark. I also think it's a, a nervous thing for her. She she reverts setting. Yeah, to this kind of nervous, you know, like because that's kind of her character in Parks and Rec a little bit. It's like this, you know. She doesn't like people, but also there's anxiety behind it. There's, uh, you know, nervousness. Yeah, the, She's the shyness. Kind she of doesn't and, like people is because she doesn't think they'll like they'll like her. Yeah, and so, you know, I I struggle with that. I I thought there were moments. I think of when she went behind the stage and answered the phone and did that funny voice, the British voice, where she was silly and there was a lot in there. That's I, where I, she peaked for you. For me, no. I I thought I wanted to see more of that. Like I always love it when hosts come on. And they are like Brendan Gleeson, who are serious actors, and they come in and they do these great things, but they also give their best. They, they're they silly. When, they, they submit to the when, show fully. When Brendan Gleeson did the thing where they were all graduating high school, and he's supposed to be like a 17-year-old boy, but it's Brendan Gleeson who looks like a 90-year-old alcoholic in that sketch. Yep. That's what you want. You want outside the box. You know. Yeah, and so I didn't see a ton of that right, from her. Right, right. Um, but again- What was your favorite sketch that she was in? So let's do yeah, uh, sketches of the night. You know, I, I had a hard time. I thought there's some good sketches. Um, I would probably because I have not picked this out yet. Taboo is the answer. Taboo is the right. Do, answer. Really, I was gonna say HIV commercial because I actually really, really liked good, that but one. On, it was on on on, on ketamine on 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 fire. Yeah. Wait, was she on fire? The thing about the taboo commercial that got me was again her looking at the cue cards. That was bothering me. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. No. It's just, no. It's taboo. Oh. It's taboo. So who's your MVP, Brad? Uh, I think that my MVP is Bowen Yang. Um, you know, the because dro- of the cold open? Yeah, exactly. Only because of the cold open. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, I think it's but I will say I I came I feel like I'm close to giving it to Chloe Feynman too because she was great. Her Jennifer Coolidge was great and it, it had a good purpose this time in the White Lotus sketch. Uh she was really funny in the Miss Universe sketch. She's great as Megan. So may, maybe maybe Chloe Feynman actually should be it. I'm giving it to Mikey Day. Yeah, why is that? I had you uh, repeat who wrote some things a yeah, few he times. Did, he did, and, and I don't think that he gets enough credit as a writer. Chloe I mean, Feynman did writing this. The no, no, I, I'm not too. taking anything away from her, but yeah. I thought that uh, Mikey did, did his best to keep it on track. Yeah, it's, the cold open. He's the one. You know, I don't think it was his fault that it was stilted. I yeah. think he was trying to keep it on track. Um, in in a lot of Mikey sketches, Day did write the taboo sketch as well. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. I didn't even remember that. So mm-hmm. the idea here is that he's in a lot. He's doing a lot, and yeah. he's keeping a lot on track, which a lot of times Keenan does save a sketch. And I don't think Mikey really saved any sketches, but he definitely kept pushing the, the barometer in the right direction. Yeah, enough for me. And he was in a lot. This, this I think it's a good pick. I like Mike. I think yeah. Mikey Day was great in this episode. I gave it to Tony Hawk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I, weird. It's I did give it to weird... Chloe Feynman because yeah. of the the combination of her performances, because she did some great performances in this. And she wrote, so and she, you love she helped write um, um, Miss Universe. She helped write Megan, 
Um, and so those two sketches together, I think, I think those, really those well. are all solid picks. I think. So that wasn't the actual uh, doll from Megan. I also feel like we should talk about just real quickly, uh, and really like hone in on how many cameos there were this episode. Yeah, it felt like like there there. I have as, the list if you want. Just as many cameos. Let I think I can remember them all. No, no, okay. You yeah. do one. I'll do one. You do one. Okay, all right, go start, start. Brad. Joe uh, Biden. And I'll mark them up. Okay, okay so, yeah. Okay, so Joe Biden. I didn't even think about right. Yeah. Sharon Stone. Amy Poehler. Uh, um, property brother number one. Part brother number two, <laughs> Tony Hawk. Yep. Uh, that's it, right? That's it, right? Yeah. I don't uh, know. Did you guys name Allison, Allison Williams. Williams? Allison Williams. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. yeah see? And then and then the three set designers you got named them too. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I guess so. But yeah. But, so but I, you look at just as I, mean, many, I, I include them because again and, and then again all the pages like you I really mean, there, did have there were real people. In the show. I mean, I'm talking about famous. people. I know, but, no, no, but, but like still, think about it. Like yeah. the, the fact that like they got screen time and they're not famous. No, but you're it's right. Just in the celebrities time. that they had on the stage. It, at it the was end. it was as many. The thank celebra- yous at night was like seven of them. It was as many celebrities as you have when you do a five timer mm-hmm. sketch yeah. for the cold open. Yeah. You know. So so again, then does anybody know why? I just, it feels no, like just just it, the timing of everything. The, the I most, really want to know why the Parker Brothers. That's, that, that's the most random stuff. That right. those are the three that I was like, what the fuck? Why? It's so a, yeah. Do you think or Sharon Stone? How, like, what was was she in something? Right now? I think Sharon Stone. I think I think it's because like that. That's a Sam Smith thing. I think just because she was there, they put her in a sketch. Also, I wonder if they had uh, they got feedback that like having Jeff Probst randomly be mm-hmm. in something. It's like, oh well, we should just get random more people. reality shows. You know, stuff. just yeah, just random people in, and maybe you know, Tony Hawk and the Property Brothers were in town, and it's like whatever. Tony Hawk had a skateboard at the Good Nights, and he put it down on the floor, and I go, like, "Is he going to ride that thing?" It'd be great. I would love to see him ollie off the main stage. Do you guys know the names of the Property Brothers? Frank and Borscht. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's uh, it's uh, um, Brandon, Justin, and Michael Bub. It is not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why would I know that? It was well because they're they're they are famous. Brandon and Franklin uh, Property. It's Jonathan. <laughs> oh, of course it is. It's Jonathan. Jonathan and Justin Hakes and Drew. Jonathan and Drew Property. What? What's their last name? Scott. Boring. Great Scott. Well, one of them, uh, Jonathan, is dating a very famous person that's been on SNL a couple times. Who is Victoria it? Jackson? Anna Kendrick. Nope. Zoe Deschanel. Oh. They've been together. Uh, since 2019, and he's you know interested in her manic pixie dream house. <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, we'll have another new episode next week. Who's the host, Brad? Michael B. Jordan. Famous Bringing with him player. Scotty Pippen. Yeah, yeah. Um, is the musical guest. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Pippen's getting really into saxophone, and he is crushing it. First time Michael B. Jordan ever been on SNL. Are you excited? I I'm I'm as I think that this is kind of like a Daniel Craig pick. Where he's a very serious actor, very good actor. I I don't know that I've ever seen him. He's really in some comedy. He did. Uh, he was in that comedy. Yeah, he was in um uh, that movie with Miles Teller and Zac Efron. That awkward moment, and he was he's funny. Oh, see, I never saw that. He can be funny. I am looking forward to this because I think that he he really will commit. Uh, much like you know, these serious actors that 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 really go for it. I'm really hoping for honestly like, a, like an Adam Driver type performance where he takes his serious stuff and just runs with it for comedy. I love that. I love that he idea. He was also in um the 2015 comedy Fantastic Just Mercy. Four. Fantastic. Oh, Four. sorry. <laughs> That's a funny, funny funny You stole my joke, but sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, a better sorry, no. Damn. Yeah, Just Mercy is a good movie. So. It is. Damn. <laughs> Cold. Um I'm so I am very excited about this. I think it's he's going to be great. I hope he lets go. Um, I know. I hope he gets silly. I want him to do characters. I want yep. him to be weird. Like we all we all, do guys, whatever impression you have, bring it. 
future SNS, SNL hosts that are, that are listening to this, you know, guys, they are they're all you're listening. all listening. Chris Hemsworth, follow his lead. Go go silly, do it. Chris Hemsworth does go silly. He's he's like a really good host. No, I said follow his lead. Like future hosts no, that are. Oh, not, oh, 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 it's not like you were saying Chris Hemsworth. Michael Jordan. Like, Michael B. Hemsworth. Jordan needs to follow his. Yeah, yeah okay. Chris I thought you were telling. Yeah, again, because yeah. this doesn't make sense, Ben. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, let's start over. Uh, <laughs> m- much like Chris Hemsworth, you should follow his lead. <laughs> no, no, I'm leaving that in. All right, so follow his lead like Chris Hemsworth. You know what? Crim- be like Crim- Chris Hemsworth. Crim- Crim- Hemsworth. <laughs> that's, that's, Crim- the, that's the fourth Hemsworth brother. Be like Crim's Hemsworth. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Listen to our other podcasts as well. Go Flix Yourself. We put a new episode of that every week. Um, so uh, in between episodes of new episodes of the 10 to 1, we've got that. You can also go to our 10 to 1 po- podcast website at ten to, the 10 to onecom 10 to onecom somewhere in there. Google us. You'll find awesome. it. Uh, <laughs> let me actually we, find that. We should know what our the name. You know what? Go to, uh, go to Meyer.com and search... <laughs> Backslash podcast ten. It's actually I did look it up. Okay, what is it? Which is funny. I did the website, so I should know this. The ten to one dot com. So go to the ten to one dot com. Is it is it the words all spelled out? Or is it the numbers? No, it's not numbers. I don't do numbers. It's no, I mean, like that. It's a legitimate question because, like, if you put in no, the, it's number the, one. It, it, I don't understand, but no, I, I do. It, don't don't T-H- act like I'm asking a bad no, question. No, no, here. no, no, no. Dude, fine, fine, fine. Hey, hey. T h e t e n. C O O N E dot com. There you All go. Right? You. you can find it. And uh, te- you can go back and listen to our, our past episodes. The Tatooine.com. Well. I love um, it when we spell out websites. It's I my know. favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and goflixyourselfpod.com. Brad, please spell it for us. <laughs> so uh, where can people G- find you online, Brad? Oh. Uh, always on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. The site is still going somehow. Um, and also on slashroom.com where I write reviews of new episodes of SNL on Sunday mornings, uh, maybe the afternoon if I get up late. Uh, and, <laughs> so they're uh, always in the afternoon. Yeah. And if you're interested in, in movies and stuff like that, uh, check out our coverage of the Sundance Film Festival right now. It's happening uh, through this week, and we're uh, watching a lot of indie movies. So uh, check that out. And uh, feel free to check out our year end coverage of some of the best movies of 2022 over there as well. Slashfilm.com. Nate, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, you can find me at uh, Nate Logs, just L-O-U-C-K-S. Find me online. I'm Twitter, Facebooks, all of the above. Not on TikTok. Oh, but that's okay. I am on TikTok, but I don't do anything because I don't You're understand a lurker. it. You well, don't get some it. Fu- there's some funny comedy on I, Yeah, I'm, on I'm an adult male, so I watch the TikTok as God intended as an Instagram Do you want to start a TikTok dance uh, account with me? Yes. Okay. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week in our next episode. Again, uh, review this podcast, rate us, share it. Um, if you're a fan of SNL, please let your friends know and be a part of the conversation online on Facebook oh, and Twitter. Oh, uh, no. It's the pitching the tent to one. It's too late. All right. Oh. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye-bye. <laughs>